You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. I am so happy that you are here. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to slow down and to listen to me and for being here and for showing up. And I want you to know that doing something for yourself is what it's all about. I think sometimes as humans, we are in go mode. We think in order to feel like a productive member of society, to feel like an adult, to feel like we are in charge or in control. We need to constantly be doing something instead of living, instead of doing the things that we want to do. I think we feel hedonistic or opportunistic or entitled or lazy or like a sloth or unproductive if we do the things we want to do instead of doing the things we think we have to do or the things that we should be doing. And the should is so big and heavy because it could be the things that your parents told you you should be doing or your peers or your coworkers or society or the media or this tiny little voice inside that tells you you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. And all of those things sort of get tumbled around in your brain and in your body and it can kind of weigh you down and make you start to feel not good enough or like you're behind or that you're not doing enough. And it creates this feeling of overwhelm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about overcoming the feeling of being overwhelmed. And this is a big thing, especially for women who feel like they have to do all of the things all of the time and all of them perfect. And it's a heavy It's a heavy burden. So Michelle is in my Slow Down Society Facebook group. And if you are not in the Slow Down Society Facebook group, track us down, find us. If you can't find the link through the the main Slow Living Stephanie O'Day Facebook page, email me. I will send you the link. But I would love to have you in there. And it's a safe place and you're more than welcome to ask questions and get a little bit of coaching. And then in there, there is also links to some printables, some worksheets that I use with my one-on-one coaching clients and in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. And right now we are working together of creating a daily journaling practice and setting yourself up for success by daily journaling. It sounds too easy to work. It doesn't sound fancy enough. It doesn't sound 
techy enough. It feels like there's no way, Steph, this could possibly work. Stop talking to me about journaling. I tried that once in 1997 and it didn't work. So let it go already. I'm going to ask you to slow down and to rethink this and try and download the daily journaling worksheet. It is guided. It tells you what to do. You're filling in the slots, just like a third grade (laughs) worksheet, but it really will help. And my suggestion is to give it a solid try for 30 days. And if it takes you 45 days to do your 30 days, that is okay. (laughs) That is just fine. You still get all of the gold stars for doing it that way. Okay. So there's, there's my pitch to figure out daily journaling and setting yourself up and, and choosing yourself first thing in the morning before someone, something, some shiny object on the internet steals your attention, um, is to center yourself and, and think about how you want your day to play out instead of being in go mode and in hustle mode and sort of putting out fire mode and multitasking. Okay. So overcoming overwhelming, overwhelmed feeling on a daily basis. That was Michelle's question. And I get it. And I've absolutely been there. And um, I am a born multitasker. I like to feel productive. I like to crawl in bed each night and feel accomplished and feel like I did a lot. And so I do know what it's like to, to sort of feed off of that frenzied go feeling of, oh, I'm going to go do this. And while I'm doing this, I'm going to flip the laundry. And while I'm flipping the laundry, I'm going to quickly call the dentist and and make this phone call and I'm going to go and I'm going to do all of these things. And you end up feeling amazing because you have just accomplished a whole bunch of things in this sort of adrenaline-fueled rush productivity go mode, hustle mode. And we are now living in probably the peak of hustle culture. I think we we had it for a while and then the pandemic got everyone to slow down and, and chill out and reprioritize. And now that all of the restrictions have lifted again, people are trying to make up for lost time in this weird, like hyper-competitive way of cramming in a bunch of travel and reconnecting with all of these groups and all of these people that got sort of shoved aside and put on the back burner during the pandemic. And and all of the school activities are, are now happening in this huge way where instead of maybe once a year having bingo night, now it's going to be quarterly. And just people feel as if they need to catch up. And you do not. You do not. One of the reasons 
the slowdown of the pandemic felt so good in the beginning. It really did last a very long time. But one of the reasons it felt good is you were no longer doing things because they were on the calendar. You were no longer saying yes because you felt obligated to do things and see people that you might not even like. So I want you to go back and go through that list of slow living. And number one is to declutter, to purge, to prom, purge, remove, organize, maintain, and and start plucking things off of your to-do list, off of your calendar that do not serve you, that do not fulfill you, that doesn't make you feel good when you're around these people or when you're doing this thing or when you're attending this event. If you don't feel good about it, why? Why, why put yourself through the bother? Why, why get yourself there and get dressed and make small talk? If you don't like the people, you do not need to make small talk with them. It's okay to say no. It's okay to put boundaries up and say, actually, we're going to spend the day hiking that day, but that looks great. And I want you to do that and have fun and we'll catch you next time. And if the next time doesn't happen, that's okay. There, it's, it's, it's just fine. Everyone is focused on playing their own game and doing their own thing. They're not really paying attention to what you and your family and your needs and your wants and your desires are because they're too busy worrying about themselves. So release all of that burden of guilt, either real or perceived. I I will write you a permission uh, a permission slip. You you do not need to do things you do not want to do socially. You absolutely do not. Work is a is a real thing, and uh, in in doing a job in order to make money, in order to have the money you need to buy the things to keep your life running, is a real thing. And going to work and doing something that you don't like day in and day out can feel really heavy. And it can absolutely add to this feeling of overwhelm, this feeling of burden. And and it's tricky because if you need to go to work, which most of us do, it takes a lot of time. And, And my best suggestion is to try your hardest to find the silver lining in it and not look at this as a horrible thing that you have to endure until you're in your 60s and you get to retire because that's not a fun way to live. And that absolutely will begin to feel like drudgery. And I am not one who will tell you to quit or to walk away or to not do it. Um, and, and work for yourself and become an entrepreneur um, and all of these things because that has its own set of challenges. It's never going to be hunky-dory, peaches and cream, sunshine, unicorn, glittery rainbows all of the time. And trying to create that in your life is really setting yourself up for unrealistic expectations which leads to disappointment. So in, in one of my 
earlier podcast episodes. Let's see if I can find the number. Okay, I just looked. I can't find the number where I explain that math (laughs) equation, but the math equation is expectations divided by reality equals disappointment. And I think in sort of the earlier episodes of the Slow Living Podcast, I talked about this. So I would probably look at number eight and number nine and number 10 and and paying attention to those episodes where I talk about real life. And in real life, you are not a spreadsheet. There are ups and downs and all arounds. And having this ideal that your life will always look like a Hallmark movie or your home will always be as organized as a Pottery Barn showroom, or it will look like HGTV is not real. You never know what's happening behind the camera. And there's been all of these kind of expose articles now saying that the cabinetry on the these kitchen makeover design shows on HGTV aren't even installed correctly and and there's water damage and and warpness happening and and mold behind the plywood. So you don't want any of that anyway. You don't want something to look pretty but not actually be functional. You want form and function and stability, not glossy fake phoniness in your life. And the best way to figure it out is to go through those five steps of slow living. So one, declutter, get rid of the stuff that isn't serving you. Two, figure out what it is you want. What is your dream? What is gnawing at you? Has it always been, you always wanted to write a book? You always wanted to take a Disney cruise? You always wanted a backyard to have a a corner for a sandbox and a succulent garden and this pergola. And, And you see it in your brain and you keep shoving it aside because you will get to this project someday. You're not gonna feel calm, cool, collected, fulfilled until you start inching towards whatever it is your dream is, whatever it is that you see when you're kind of drifting off to sleep and your brain keeps bouncing back to, oh, it would be nice if I did this, or oh, when I have enough time, I'm going to do this. Start inching towards it. And that's, that is the, the taking action and, and inching towards it and, and doing so in this sort of fulfilled way where you know that you're doing something that you want and not something other people think you should be doing. And and just make forward progress and, and inch towards that. And that will help immediately sort of solve that feeling of overwhelm and out of controlledness that you feel when you're too busy trying to do other things 
on your list that you probably don't even maybe necessarily need to do and trying to keep other people happy because you cannot control in any way whether or not other people are happy or you perceive them to be happy. And then another thing, Michelle, that I would really want you to start thinking about is listening to how you talk to yourself and listening to yourself when you do feel a bit out of control and a bit feeling like the walls are closing in on you and that you're feeling overwhelmed. So I like to talk to myself as if I'm a little kid. (laughs) And I, I do have a background in child psychology and I used to run preschool centers. So I am very comfortable around preschoolers and little kids. And little kids just want to be hugged. They just want to be told they're doing a great job. They just want to be told that they are amazing and wonderful and precious and a gift. And everything they do, they do well. And just hug on yourself and love yourself. And when you're feeling frantic, talk to yourself. It's going to be okay, baby girl. You're having a hard time right now. I know. It's not fun. There's a lot to do today, but I know you can do it. You are amazing. Let's get through this. What is the first thing that we can do right now to make you feel better? Is it wash your face? Should we go wash your face? Okay, let's go wash your face. All right. Does that feel better? What should we do now? Okay, right here in front of the sink. Do you want to wipe it down? Will that make you feel better? Okay, let's do that. All right, let's move through this room. What's the next thing that would make you feel a little bit better? And let's do that. And and just sort of kind of corralling your thoughts. Because when you are in this sort of go mode or feeling like it doesn't matter what I do, it's not going to be good enough, those aren't helpful thoughts to have. So finding a way to shift, I suck. This is horrible. I hate this. This is no good. Why do I have to do this? I better do it this way. Nobody else is going to do it. This is not fair. This is this is stinky. This is stupid. I hate this job. I hate these people. I hate this traffic. I hate this car. I hate these shoes. I hate this outfit. My butt looks too big. None of those thoughts will help you feel good at all. And if you're in a funkity funk funk, it's very difficult to keep those thoughts from sort of filling your brain and, and perpetuating all of your, your day. And, and, and we've all come across people who it doesn't matter what the weather is, they're going to complain about it. If it's snowing, it's too cold. If it's a hot day, it's too hot. There will always be something. You can talk to uh, like a negative Nelly neighbor down the street on Thursday and they are talking about the drought and how we need rain. And then on Saturday, if it starts raining, they start complaining about how it's raining. So I don't want you to be that person. And you probably do not want yourself to be that person. So if you find that all of a sudden you're having our day and these thoughts are not thoughts that you like, the best thing to do is to stop and try your hardest to remove yourself from whatever situation you're in. If you're stuck in traffic, it's a little tricky. So maybe change the radio dial to something 
super uplifting. And and my goodness, if you were listening to the news in the car, change the channel. Um, I like 80s rock. Um, but you do you. If you're at work, see if you can remove yourself from a situation. If you're in a sucky meeting, see if you can sip on some water. If you can look around the room and, and set your eyes on some thing. I like to find a square, um, maybe a, an acoustic ceiling tile or a window frame or a door frame. And I try to do a bit of box breathing. So box breathing, and, and you can do this by looking at your desk. If you've got a post-it note on your desk, that is a square. And so box breathing is you start in the upper left-hand corner of the box or the square or the rectangle, and you're holding in. You breathe in, one, two, three, four, and then you're going, you're going to go down the line and you are retaining. So, so holding that breath, one, two, three, four, and then you're going to turn the corner and go towards the left and you're going to breathe out one, two, three, four. And now you're going back up the side of the box and you're retaining again. So you're doing nothing for four and just do box breathing and slow your brain down. You're not replacing the spirally thoughts yet. You're, you're not there yet. You can't go from I suck to I feel amazing. That, that, that will not work. <laughs> so, so do a pattern interrupt. Stop the spiral and, and, and calm yourself down. So there's box breathing. There's also um, starfish breathing. If you can't find a box or, or you're on an airplane or you're in a crowd, you've got your hand. And so you can start tracing your hand and your fingers. And it's called starfish breathing um, for little kids because your hand is sort of in the shape of a starfish. So you, you sprinkle out your, or spread out your fingers and you're going up your thumb and then down and then up your pointer and down and then up your middle finger and down. And you're breathing and holding and breathing out and retaining. And you're just trying to slow your breath down. And when you're starting to feel a little calmer, you just start talking to yourself like your little kid that you're soothing. You know what, Michelle? It's going to be okay. This kind of stinks right now. This isn't fair. I'm really sorry this is happening to you. I wish it wasn't happening. I wish we could fix this. Right now, we're going to breathe. And you're safe. And you're dry and you're warm, and there's a really good Greek yogurt in the fridge that you get to have for lunch, and that's kind of awesome. Are you wearing new shoes today? Those are really cute shoes. Huh, I like those shoes. I wonder what we're going to have for dinner. What would taste good today? Gosh, I haven't had salmon in a long time, and salmon really makes me feel good because of the omega fatty acids. I think that sounds like a really good idea. Okay, how can I get to the store? Well, I could leave at lunch instead of working through. I could leave at lunch and I could go to the grocery store. I like that idea. Let's do that. 
Let's get a nice piece of salmon. We'll bring it in and we'll put it in the refrigerator at work. And then we're going to set an alarm at 5.15 to go off to remind you to get the salmon out of the fridge. Gosh, that is such a great idea. And so one, talking to yourself like a little kid works. And, and then two, pattern interrupting, re- realizing and paying attention to when you have this overwhelming, frantic feeling and redirecting it in some positive way. And not in a phony, baloney, kind of toxic positivity way where you're not acknowledging your feelings. I am not suggesting that in any way because fake will not work. It will never work. So absolutely acknowledge the feeling you're feeling and name it. If you need some visuals, um, I've mentioned this before in the How to Slow Your Kids Down podcast episode, which was pretty darn early. I think that was episode number five. But there's some resources that I really like, and they're helpful for preschoolers, but they're also helpful for adults. And um, Kamochis, K-I-M-O-C-H-I-S. Um, Kamochis are tiny little characters, and they're, they're feelings characters. And so there's a little red guy, and he's angry, and then there's a blue guy, and he's sad. And it's very similar also to, to the characters in Disney's Inside Out. And so, so that is another great paying attention to your feelings and acknowledging them and not making yourself wrong for having feelings and not making yourself wrong for feeling overwhelmed. But when you, for instance, if you decide to, to look at these little kamojis and you realize that you feel mad and that's the feeling you feel and, and owning that and sort of holding that little character and then maybe seeing what's the next slightly higher elevation feeling you can have or the next slightly better. So are you mad? Are you angry? Or maybe you're kind of disappointed. Or maybe you actually feel embarrassed. Or maybe you're disappointed. Or maybe you're uncomfortable. But instead of the red rage trying to reach for the very next thing, So with my coaching clients, I I try and imagine that you're hanging on a monkey bar and and you're just hanging there. So what is the very next rung you can reach out to that feels a teeny tiny bit better? And and you don't need to go to the end of the monkey bars yet. We're, We're just asking, is it a possibility to move to the next rung? Is it a possibility to move into a slightly different, better feeling like thought and, and, and just feeling in your body because embarrassment kind of doesn't feel good. It, it makes you feel shame. It makes your shoulders feel a little slumpy, but it does feel a little bit better than rage and anger and, and just trying to go through it. Um, Abraham Hicks. So Esther Hicks channels, uh, the collective, works and body of wisdom called Abraham. And um, their book is called Ask and it uh, is answered. And um, she talks about the vortex and the feeling vortex. And it's essentially the very same thing. So if you're at the bottom and you have the lowest vibration feeling, which is usually anger and rage, 
what is the next thing on the scale? What can you reach towards to try and raise your vibration just slightly? And it's a little woo, but that's okay because we want to be humans living and, and being and doing, not just go, go, go and, and hustle. I want you to live the life you've always dreamt about, the life you want to live, the life that feels good to you, not to someone else, not something that was dictated to you, but something that, that makes you feel alive and sparkly and, and joyful and excited to bounce out of bed in the morning. So, okay. I hope that was helpful to you in some way and sort of answers your question, Michelle, in that one daily overwhelming happens and it's not something to feel bad about or ashamed about or thinking that you're doing something wrong. It it cycles up and how you're feeling on Wednesday doesn't mean you're going to feel that way on Friday. And so acknowledging it and then seeing what you can do in the here and the now to slightly shift it. Maybe I'm going to go drink some cold water right now and sort of snap myself out of this funkity funk. Um, my, my best suggestion is not to scroll <laughs> social media and not to find more people that are also in a funkity funk because it's really fun for people in funkity funks to find each other and compare notes on how everything sucks. So, so don't do that. Um, unplug, go within, take the time to sort of follow the nudges of your inner voice and your intuition because you know what you're supposed to do. If you drown out all the noise and just kind of quiet your brain, you'll get an idea, you'll get an intuition, you'll get a nudge, you'll have a thought that feels good. And when you start to follow the thoughts that feel good, you're going to notice that on a, on a regular basis, you actually will feel better. And you'll look back at Michelle of three months ago and not even be able to recognize her because you have moved on. And that is what I want for you, all of you. And I think you are absolutely wonderful. Give yourself a great big, huge hug and always reach out to me. I am here. Join the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. Reach out to me for some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Find us in the Slow Down Society Facebook group. But remember that you are in charge and you get to decide what your day looks like and what your day feels like. And if you don't like it, you do have the power to shift it and change it. All right, you take care and I will see you next week. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.